So I'm here with uh, George Beden today, and you served not only in the United States Navy, but you also served in World War II. Is that correct, sir? And you just gave me a packet, which I am going to read through on your story, but uh, yeah, I, I saw the first page, and that basically the reason you got in was it because um, after uh, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor, you felt like you needed to get involved. Is that right? Yeah. And then why'd you choose the Navy? Why? Yeah. Well, I, I, I originally started, uh, went down for the Air Force. Okay. But after three days of tests, they found out that I had a heart murmur, which my family doctor back home was the only one that ever knew that because I was in CCC camp for a year and they never found it. Nobody ever found so it. So you're part of the CCC boys? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to that because there's some really cool CCC stuff. I'm big. I'm a big outdoor guy. I've hiked down in Arkansas. There's still stuff down there. There's cabins, yeah. lodges, White Rock's got them. Yeah, we bought every tree down there. We're planted by the I, I know. We'll talk about that in a second. That's really <laughs> badass. Um, so... They basically said, you got a heart murmur, you can't be a pilot. And that's, yeah, that's what they told me. Wow, that's unfortunate. Well, anyhow. The CCC they, guys wouldn't have let you do it, too, if they found out you had one, too? I don't know. Huh. I have no idea. Yeah, they never found it. I played it. sports. I played foot. I played all the sports in high school. So I didn't know, really. my, family doctor, yeah. my family doctor found it, and, and I didn't know I had it. I yeah. Know. In fact, tell you the truth, I'm a swimmer. Uh-huh. I come from a town on a cliff, you know, town's on a lake. So every kid, every kid in town, that's all they did all day, swim. <laughs> so it's all their, what it else never, are you supposed to do? What I'm saying is it never bothered me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, you're still here, so I would think it's that still it's... still don't bother yeah, me. Yes, I, I mean, I think... I think almost you, 98. Yeah, I think you're uh, doing pretty, pretty damn good. Look pretty damn good for 98, sir. Well, um, I can tell you why. I don't go to doctors, and I don't take any medicine. Just eat good? Best cook in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I hate to eat in a restaurant because there is no restaurant can be her food. I agree. With my no wife's way. the chef, and I agree with that no statement a hundred and ten percent, a hundred and ten percent. Because no one can. Where does she cook? Uh, she is the head baker for Mama Jeans. So anything that yeah is baked in one of those stores, it's her. So that's a little bit more specific because it's um you know all organic. Grass fed everything, people with, you know, they have to eat a vegan or they can't have gluten. And so she'll get off the wall requests, but she's phenomenal. Um, she likes baking, but she can cook. I mean, she's the type of chef where it's like if she walked into your house and saw, you opened your cupboards, she'd make you whatever you wanted based on what you had. She's really good. She could do, that's how she was raised. She's unbelievable. So I'm with you 100%, George, on that. Back to your service. Now let's talk about the CCC. People don't, there are not a lot of people around anymore that know about the Civilian Corps, but it's so important that you understand that the Civilian Corps is such a cool thing, especially when it comes to the Parks Department services stuff, because there are still places, be, be specific, like in Arkansas, there's a place called White Rock, there's a mountain, and on top of that mountain is a giant 16-person lodge, which I assume was what held the CCC boys down there while they worked those parks around the like Ozark Highland Trails and all that stuff that follows the Buffalo and the Kings River. Um, you can still They're still standing this day, and they're almost 100 years old now. Do you know anything about the CCC? Yeah, yeah, how it was started, and how did you get involved in it? How did I get involved Yeah, in? yeah. Well, I graduated in high school when I was 16. And I was too young to 
the CCCs. So I waited until I was 17 and went to the CCC camp. That's how, because there was nothing else in those days. Yeah, yeah, to make money, and that's why the CCC essentially yeah, I'm, was I'm created. Talking about, let me put another thought in your mind. In the first place, you probably are aware, if you've done any study, and most people are, but we almost lost World War II. I mean, we won it by quirks. We didn't, we didn't win it by brain. We won it by luck. And if we hadn't had all thousands of kids trained in the CCC, trained by the Army. Before they got into the Army. Yeah, I know. And it worked out. Which went from a, a essentially a socialist program to get a bunch of guys involved. And a bunch of kids that were graduating high school because it was like, we don't have anywhere for them to work. No. So what are we supposed guys. to do? Yeah. And obviously... Then they did CCC. We made these gorgeous Here's national another parks. Another thing that people don't understand today is that to give you a good idea of what life is like in those days. This is a, this is in 1940, and uh, when I went into camp, there's of course there's a hundred and no 200 200 to a camp. I thought if I remember right, and we all lined up in the morning for tattoo, you know, salute the flag, and they. Lieutenant walked off from the office and, and he said, uh, anybody in this group that can type, raise your hand. The only one. You were the only one? Wow. <laughs> he says, good, you're company clerk. <laughs> 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 so anyhow, that, that, I say that just to give you an idea of what life was like in those days. Yeah. All, there was none of those kids in that Another thing was, even when I went in the Navy, you would be surprised how many kids could not, could not write, could not read, could not even sign their name. Wow. A lot. I'm not, I'm not surprised in that, that, not that time. And it's, it's a good thing that that's changed going forward, for sure. Um, did what part, where did you, as a CCC, where did you work? Northern Michigan. Okay. So all the lake, all the lake stuff. and We, we, we. I, 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 they sent me to, they called it Chittenden, Chittenden uh, Nursery. Uh, it was Camp Wellston, up near Cadillac, Michigan. Uh-huh. We grew every tree that you see in the United States. Wow. It's a big nursery. And so they would, they would nurse yeah. it, and then, then they'd plant, replant it down out, in Arkansas. We or, millions yeah. and millions and millions wow. of trees out of there. Yeah. Oh, they, they were only that big. Yeah. yeah. So you just basically make the, the cutlings and then send well, them off. They, they, they put them in a box, looked like a casket. I think it was about two foot square and about five or six feet long. And we we did. I, I worked in the office, but the guys went out there and pulled all those trees, those trees on the old nursery, in, in, in rows like this. And they were about that long and then and laid them in between burlap, wet burlap, each layer. And I don't know how many thousand trees. If you could just imagine, those oh, trees, there's a lot of trees. Yeah, I could imagine if it was yeah. supplying most and of the country. And then they out, of course, to California, Florida, to wherever. Wow. Alabama, whatever. So then, after that, you got into the Navy. What would you do in the Navy? Well, I, 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 uh, first of all, I went in. Great Lakes. Um, I was there 28 days. 
I'll be training with that. 28 days. Yeah. 28 days. And uh, when I first went in, there was about somewhere around eight or 900 or 1,000 of us took the test the first week. And I lucked out. I, I ended up in the top 500. In fact, in the top 250. The top 250 went to school, to college. The second 250 got a low rank and went in the Navy. So guess where I ended up? University of Missouri. So you're a Mizzou guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, uh, so I went to school at the university. <laughs> and... Uh, and came out uh, a uh, second-class petty officer. Wow! And then and then got in. Huh? And then got on. What uh, boat did you serve on? My first tour of duty was on a YMS, a minesweep. Uh huh. Oh man! We took up uh, 100. And, I forgot 181 mines, I think. Wow! And we have it down in the Hebrides. And then. Uh, and then we escort. Then we did escort duty to. Uh, well, first of all, on the way down, we uh, we we hit Tarawa, uh -huh. and uh, that was my first high altitude bombing. Wow! <laughs> but you know, in the Navy. One thing that you don't realize. Well, you were in the Navy. Uh, no, I oh, know. If you don't, in the Navy. There's no point in being more decks. In fact, that's the last place you, you want to be. I know that. I yeah, I know that. So. So when we're in the bay, and of course as soon as they started their high altitude bombing along the beach and on the island, everybody goes on top and we're watching it, you know, <laughs> watching it watch it. And because uh, the last place, they say the last place you want to be is the yeah. deck, so. But uh, anyhow, so that's at Tarawa, we made that invasion, which by the way, was the last time in that war that I saw high altitude Japanese bombers. I don't think they had any left after that. Really? I, I think that was the last one. They just ran out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you could see they had the searchlights on them, of course, as they were going over, and you could see them when they dropped the sticks down. <coughs> and uh, if that's the last time in that whole war, I, I always saw a Japanese bomber. Wow. Maybe they had them, but I think they were out of them. But they time. ran out of them. Yeah. yeah. Then I went down to Hebrides, and like I said, we spent, um, I think, four months taking up 200 and some mines. Something like that. <laughs> I got stories. I got some funny stories about that. <laughs> I don't know. First of all, you got to remember when we went overseas, none of us knew what we were doing. Yeah, we're all stupid. Well, it, you can't really teach that. You no, can kind of make someone as prepared as they learn need to the be, <laughs> but you don't. You you don't learn yeah. that way. Yeah. So anyhow, I think you know we. Most of those were floating mines. So you could just see them? Well, we cut the we cut the cables and they'd pop the top, you know, they'd float to the top. And once they'd float to the top, they'd be bouncing around there. And of course, not much of a mine shows, you know, just about a much of it at the top. So we got them up there, well, nobody knew what to do with them. After cutting them, what the heck do you do? So we decided we'd take the three inch 50 and blow them up. So, so the old man pulls up there and he starts firing away and quick. How do you hit something, you know? Big as a eight, you know, out there. Well, we finally hit one. And we struck a couple. And finally we hit one and I 
that son of a gun blew up, and that ship came out of the water about two feet. The old man said, up the last of that. All the So they decided. But then we got the really funny one. The funniest, I think, was he, he says, we'll call back the base and have them send out a boat. So next day, here comes this LCVP with two guys on it, two machine guns. And they come up to it. And they're going to machine gun these days. Well, machine gun, they, could be, they had to get a lot closer than we did. Yeah, because the rounds are not they big enough. They yeah. on a couple, then they yeah. finally hit one. And that, I'm telling, honestly, I think that whole boat caught The last we saw of them was. This ain't working. This ain't working. We tried and it didn't yeah. work. That's hilarious. Then they sent out some mine warfare guys and. and uh, all we tried it. We, we we actually took the cable and put a pulley on a pine tree on an island and run the cable off to the island like this. Of course, that was here, and you know, the ship was over here, and we pulled it along, pulled it up on the beach, and we had some mine warfare guys that were supposed to disarm it. <laughs> we pulled up two or three up there. We, we exploded a few dragging them up the beach, but uh, then one day the lieutenant was in these crazy guys, mind warfare people, he comes in and he says, my God, he says, here we were rolling this round on the beach, and he said, we didn't realize that we took one of the nipples off on the side of the mine, he said, that cotton picker was alive. <laughs> we didn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> so many lucky, lucky yeah. situations, I can imagine. A lot of funny things happened in that war. Like I said, we were stupid. We were just hadn't learned. <laughs> yeah, well, you were kids, A, and B, you'd never been in any kind of situation well, like nobody's this. nobody's been in the war at that yeah. time. <laughs> that was a war. Yeah, yeah. And we, was, we had to improvise and do whatever come along, you know. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of times, a couple of times we popped the mine off, and of course I was a pretty good swimmer. And so, a kid named Hanson, he was a darn good swimmer too. He and I'd go over the side and swim along and look down, see where they were, you know, and then go back to ship. So, hey, there's a mine down there. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, it was fun. Golly! You know, we were kids. We had a good time. Yeah. How long did you stay in for? I was in three and a half years. Okay. Yeah, then I got it out after, and a half after, after overseas. Yeah, well yeah. And then after the and then the well, war's over. Yep. You gotta again, you gotta understand if you've done a lot of studying, you probably already know, but <clears throat> we didn't know what we were doing. And as the war went on, we ran out of men. We were running out of people. You know, my first tour over, my, my first uh, year and a half or so overseas, we didn't have any married men. But they weren't taking them. I mean, you know. They, they were, yeah, you don't want to do but that. But then second tour. Everyone had gotten married and had kids. Yeah, yeah. we had a lot of married men. Yeah, uh, I know. Because we were sucking the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And, and if we'd have went into Japan. In fact, I was, I was in uh, Los Angeles retrofitting our ship uh, when the bomb dropped in Japan. And... Uh, it was a good thing because we were first place we would never made it ashore. No. And second place we couldn't win 
Not on their turf. No. no. I mean, just see also what happened to Germany trying to go into Russia. It, yeah. Yeah. No, no I mean, way. there's no, there's nothing you can no do. What do you got, especially when you got people that are literally willing to die, yeah. and you got, and that's everyone, not just the men, everybody. Well, you got when I walked yeah. into Gunshu, see, I, we went, we were on, we were on one of the first ships in to a little town called Gunshu, which is just across the bay from from uh, uh, Nagasaki, uh-huh. where we dropped the bomb. Which is a dumb thing too, because the first when we went in there. Nobody told us that we couldn't go to Nagasaki. That was all fallout and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But a couple of weeks later, some of the guys came back and said, "Hey, we aren't supposed to be over there. They're driving everybody else." But uh, we were at uh, Gunshu, which was a little fishing town, and uh, every every house had a foxhole. Every house had a foxhole. Yeah, all day. Yeah, they were ready. That's why the, the the surrender by the emperor is probably one of the biggest mind blows I've ever because that's that's not wasn't supposed to happen that way. But you're right, we got lucky. They don't realize either that Japanese is nothing but a pile of rocks. Now even today, see, I was in Japan six years ago, five years ago, five years ago. I went over there and. Uh, it's this. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, there's still no The houses. Queen City thing they do. Isn't it a Queen City thing they do? Or they have a, we have a city over there that's like our sister city or something no, like that. No, 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 no. They have a patriotic program where they have one veteran one and two Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. They're assigned, they're assigned to us. Yeah. What'd you think of Japan? Did, yeah. Did you like Japan? Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. It was, I went there for about a month when I was oh, in the college. People. Oh, you my God. It's an unbelievable people place. People don't understand those people. They're the nicest people in the world. Best, most respectful. Oh. And then you go through a town like, uh, yep. uh, like Kyoto is probably my favorite city in Japan because it's kind of old school but new school. But you go into that city, and it's a big city. Yep. And people, you go out in the morning. I would go on runs in the morning. Yep. Every shopkeeper was out in front of their shop, cleaning the street. Not the shop area, the street in front of their shop because of how much respect they had for what they had. And I was just blown away by that. I was like, you would never find that in the United States. Uh, yeah. Went, I made it, made it about halfway through the museum before I could go. Oh, you didn't go into town? I went. No, I went to I went to Hiroshima. I went to the museum. I just couldn't. Oh, I couldn't be in there. Oh, you know the whole town's underground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tokyo was, I mean, there, I, I was there, I was lucky, I got to go, I basically got what they call the J-Pass, and it's just a, a train, trick, train, trick, train ticket that you can just basically go wherever you want, and I just like, I'm here for this amount of time, so I just, I went everywhere, went to Mount Fuji, uh, went to just little Podoc towns that were like Ozark, Japan, you know, just nothing in the middle of nowhere. Um, went to a ton of temples, um, saw a bunch of Buddhists. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Saw the. I mean, those castles too, where you'd go up to the fence and they'd have a whole, a whole circle, a square circle, and a triangle. And you're like, what the hell is that? But it was for different guns and things to go through. That what they would use. I mean, and these things are older than time itself. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool well, stuff. You know, they, the amazing thing was that uh, it took just about three days. When we first went ashore, everybody was scared to death that they'd been told he was going to kill them. And so they 
they'd, they'd step off the sidewalk and all stand a row and bow and you know but of course the kid the kids were the kids were all around us like little bees yeah because yeah. they're I curious a, i got a picture at home one of we went all over town hanging on my finger that's know? awesome <laughs> but uh it took it took about three days and it just opened up i mean everybody they realized we weren't going to kill everybody in town and the, and they were the friendliest people. Well, they were imperialistic, and they assumed that we were also imperialistic, oh, yeah. and we're going to do what they would have done, yeah. which is not what but we did. But the change did. was overnight. I mean, yeah. just overnight. That's that's good. That's a, it's just amazing. And it's our, arguably one of the greatest capital country capitalistic yeah. countries in the world now. The and way of it's course, done. We were we were typical Americans, and I feel in a way I'm kind of feels bad about it, but. We walked in as cockers. I mean, when we went ashore, we just walked. We opened the door in the house, and if they were eating or in bed, we just walked right on through and went out the back door and went off the next way. Took over like, you know, like we owned the place. Yeah. Well, but, technically, we did at that yeah, point. <laughs> but that didn't la- that didn't last long either. I no. mean, a few days, and everybody wised up, and they were so friendly. That, the whole attitude. Yeah, and it's a good thing too. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really good thing. Well, we need to eat. Our food's been sitting here for a long time. George, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for sharing your story with me. Um, and I'm sure there is so much more that I'm going to get into, and I'm definitely going to read this too. And I really appreciate it. Um, but thanks so much for coming today, and Myrna, thank you for bringing it. Today. I appreciate it.